What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday and happy another episode of The Exchange. Uh, another re-release, uh, building up that hype for the uh, premiere of the next round of interviews later on this fall. Uh, so on this episode, I talked to Kaylee Begin. Kaylee uh, owns her own photography business called Kaylee Madison Photography. Together, her and I discussed how we met our significant others, dogs versus cats, her moving to Huntsville, how she became an engineer, going to Purdue. At the time, it was right when I got engaged, so we talked a little bit about that, um, the photography business as a whole, and much, much more. Um, please follow her and support her business if you need uh, photography services done. Support her, follow her, give her the love. Um, I'm super happy to have been able to interview her, me and Kaylee go back. Um, we've had, uh, we have some mutual friends and we worked at the same company for a while and we just had, you know, a lot of uh, fun times together. So enjoy the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed me and Kaylee. I do know, um, I do believe we are planning on reuniting and doing another episode together. So kind of checking in on where she's been since then. This was episode 47, and it originally aired June 18th, 2021. And that's about the last time I talked to her in full. So I'm really excited to do another episode with her. So uh, without further ado, let's let's get right into the Kaylee McGinn interview. going on folks it's time for the exchange welcome back happy friday everybody i'm your host logan lewis of course uh nothing new there always gonna be that there's no other host here it's always me uh but you knew that already uh why else are you listening to this um got a great guest today but before we get to her uh a couple of programming notes off the top number one tell a friend about this interview show we have going on here every week i talk to somebody new and interesting and uh and and i get their story uh last week i didn't actually talk to anybody new i t talked to myself for 30 minutes which was fun i uh i gave some life updates so if you're curious about what's going on in life right now unless you follow me on social media and you're not in the loop uh go back and listen to that and just listen to what i've got going on um, but other than that, yeah, every week is a guest and we kind of just sit down and shoot the shit for 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. And, uh, you know, it, it's fun. It's good fun. Get to talk to a lot of fun people. So so go share a friend if uh, if so, if someone's in need of something new. Number two, leave a rating and a review. If you hate it, tell me you hate it and tell me why you hate it so I can do my best to fix things and make things better for you. Um, but if you hate it just because you hate it, then you suck and go away. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other than that, give me some constructive feedback if you don't like it. Um, I'm open to constructive criticism. But if you're going to just bash me, then uh, you know maybe you go bash yourself into uh, a wall or something. But um, that was dark. <laughs> 
uh, but that laugh you heard, the guest I'm exchanging with today is a, uh, a good friend of mine. We go back a little bit. We go back a little bit. Uh, she runs her own photography business, uh, but she works full time at the establishment well, establishment the uh, corporation that I at once worked at, Holder Construction Company. She's joining us from Huntsville, Alabama. Kaylee McGinn. Yeah, roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Kaylee? What's up? We haven't spoken in a while. What's new? Oh, it's just every, I guess everything's new since we haven't talked in a while. Um, I live in Alabama. I work a lot. It's really hot here. Um, I have a dog in a house. You know, just how long have you had the dog? What about my dog? Wait, what about my dog? How long have you had the dog? I got her in August. Okay, so it's she's not like years old, like at least in terms of your life, like barely fresh, not even a year yet. She just hit one. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, she's a little giant, she's like 80 pounds. Wow, very tall. She's kind of aggressive, but she's really sweet. She means no harm by it. Um, but yeah, she's very cool. That's amazing. Dog. I'm like the biggest advocate for dogs now, ever since I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been super dog person? Oh, yeah, man. I grew up with like four dogs at one time. I probably have had six dogs in my whole life before going to college. Wow. And in college, my roommate had a dog. We had one dog and the dog's name was Sammy and he was so old and so cute. Um, he would just hide underneath furniture all the time. He would shake some cause he was like 17 years old, but so precious. And then as soon as I graduated one semester before all of my roommates. And as soon as I left the nest, my other, so one roommate had Sammy, the other two roommates both got dogs. So there was like three dogs. And I was like, what did y'all wait for? It's because I needed my bedroom. They like turned yeah. my bedroom into like another hangout area where they could like trap the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so like my room became the dog room. Okay. So I love dogs, gravitated door towards dogs. And then I finally got my own and now I want like two more. Wow. I can't, that. I can't be like 24 and have a dog and a cat and then also more dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And travel as much as I do, it'd be insane. But I'm, no. I'm gonna say it. I knew you had the cat. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That I know I've known you've had the cat for quite a while. Yes. And and the dog is is fairly fresh. Yeah, I've had. So Leo's the name of the dog. Yeah. Nova's the name of the cat. And you've cat. met Nova. I've I have. Nova I have. When she was itty bitty. Very small. Uh, very tiny. But yeah. The story of her is kind of funny. I got her right after I got into two car accidents and I was sad and I wanted a dog, but I didn't like any of the dogs at the shelter and she jumped on my shoulder. And so I kind of got guilt tripped into getting her. I almost took her back. Really? Yeah. Cause when you get the, when you adopt cats at some shelters, they give you like a trial run. Um, and so they said, yeah, pay us 150. But after two weeks, if you don't want her anymore, you just bring her back and we'll give you your money back. You kind of get like a test run. Hmm. And they already warned me that she had been brought back once and that I was actually the second person to adopt her. Oh, I was like, how could you ever like she's so cute. And they said it's because she keeps them up at night. 
Um, and I know now that I have her, I realize that yes, that is true. She like meows and she'll like sit on your face in the middle of the night. She'll just like right on the side. And it's like, girl, not right now. When she's hungry, she's loud. She's just crazy, crazy ridiculous. But I took her home and then I got like a little bit of panic because she was my first pet that was mine. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't be responsible for another life. And so I almost took her back but then decided not to. And now I'm grateful because she's great, but yeah. Well, how about that? Yeah. Are nobody, you any pets? Nobody a saw- A snake? A snake? <laughs> nobody saw this starting off with pet talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love pets. <laughs> no. I, there's, there's a pet in my future. I'm just not sure when. Um, I don't know. I want one, but at the same time, I want one for all the reasons that people love looking at them on social media for like, oh, they're so cute. Oh, they're so fun. But then it comes to like, oh, I got to travel, either try to leave them with someone or board them. And then it's like, oh, I got to pay all this money for food. Oh, I got to pay all this money for medical bills and things if things go wrong, because coincidentally, every dog that I want is apparently all of the dogs that spend the most amount of time in the hospital really like what kind uh well the one um like ones that always have like medical issues like like some goldens have a bad track record for that or some corgis too and i, I love a corgi give me a corgi all day just a, a, a tiny little wiener not a wiener what a, I don't wiener. Know. <laughs> or a wiener dog would be tight too Catherine yeah. used to dog sit for these people and I would go over and, and help her out or, or visit her or whatever. And they had this tiny wiener dog. And it was the cutest thing on the planet. And she was so cute. I think her name was like Daisy or something. Oh, she was so cute. And at that moment, I was like, I want a wiener dog. Like, this is the cutest thing ever. And she was not a pain in the butt. She was so easy to take care of. And just so like she'd curl up in, like next to you on the couch. And it was like, I'm, I'm taking you home with me. This family will never see you again. That's how my best friend is from home. Her name's Carly. And she had... Two wiener dogs has always grown up with wiener dogs. Her mom has wiener dogs and her and her husband decided to go off the track and get like a bigger dog. And they've only had it for three weeks. And she's already telling me that like one more thing and she's going to give this dog up for adoption. She's like, I really? can't. she's like, can't do it. It's too crazy. He has too much energy. He doesn't listen. And I was like, I guess wiener dogs are just a plus. I don't know. I've I guess so. This this, this wiener dog was just chill as hell. And you know what? It, it pushed me in the because I've never been in the camp of people that's like, I want a wiener dog. But like, now I do. <laughs> I have a t-shirt for you that says, I want a wiener dog. It's going to say, I want a wiener. And then really tiny, it's going to say dog. <laughs> we have to like get close. That'd be a great bar shirt. <laughs> yeah. That would be a really great bar shirt. Um. So let's rewind. Let's let's rewind way far back before I was even in your in the picture. Uh, what were you like in like high school and college? What kind of girl were you? Were you popular? Were you getting along with everybody? Were you a loser like me in high school? What what was going down for you in, in back in the day? Um, good question. But when you were saying way back then, I thought you're talking like when you were conceived like as a baby i was like why are we doing history i'm not good at history i was like you're older than me like i wasn't here so okay but yes in high school i was a cheerleader um i feel like i was decently popular for a while and then 
I actually ended up transferring to a different high school when I was a junior, which is really difficult, I think, because you spend all your life with all these people. And then in the middle of your high school career, you shift to another school where all of those people have already had their childhood friends and their best friends. And then you're just kind of like plopped there. Yep. Only there for two years. So like what much of an impact can you make? Um, I feel like I made a decent impact while I was there. But when I switched to the new high school, I would say that was a pretty big like pivotal moment for me because I've never had to be super outgoing or anything like that because I already had like my friends. But to be a cheerleader now at a different school and wanting to make friends and things like that and kind of trying to like prove myself, I had to be super outward and outgoing and be willing to like, I guess, prove myself to people and things. So it really kind of changed my mindset. But then I graduated and went off to college and it was fine. But in high school, I was like super happy, pretty outgoing. Um, There's some rough family stuff happening at home, but overall, like it wasn't that bad looking back at it. And then when I went to college, college was rough, like tough, rough, rough and tough. Um, I being an engineering student and being a very creative person was difficult because everything was math and science. And I was good at math and science as though I thought, because in high school, it's like, I'm going to get A's and a 4.0 and be brilliant, good at physics. And then you go to Purdue for engineering and you get C's in all your math classes and you don't understand physics and you get like 20% on all your exams and then you just cry for four years. So that's basically what I did. Um, so <laughs> I somehow managed to pass with an engineering degree and then somehow ended up getting an engineering um, job position for Holder. But I'm just like, hey. <laughs> Um, let me like Wolfram Alpha that like math equation really quick and it give me the answer and let's just pray that I can guess really well in all the exams because that's kind of what it turned into. I literally studied until 3 a.m. almost every single night and still managed to graduate with a 2.75 out of Purdue. And all my friends, they like partied all the time. All my roommates were never engineering majors. They just like partied and did their thing. And I studied every night until 3 a.m. I think I worked off of like four hours of sleep. So in college, yeah, in college, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I wasn't, I wasn't crazy outgoing. I was super sleep deprived and very stressed out. I think that was when I formed anxiety because it was awful. And when I graduated, I was, I told myself I'd never do that ever again. And I would never recommend anyone go do that because it was rough. It really was, but it's over now. Um, so yeah. Would you go back? Would you go back and redo it? I would not redo it. If I would go back to Purdue, I would study something completely different. Um, I don't know. Purdue, like going to college is like, it's like a once in a lifetime type of thing. Um, and I feel like it's so pressured on society when it's not necessarily needed to get a job, but if you're going to go to college, like do it right. Like yeah. have fun, like make the memories, like make the friends, do the crazy shit that you tell like your kids about and so on and so forth. Like go and do those fun things. Cause I, I tell friends stories now, but it's like the stories of my friends, like my roommate, like my roommate went and did this thing. Yeah. Or, same here. 
my friends went and did this crazy thing and like I had to go pick them up and be their DD, like all this stuff. And it's like, I have like maybe two fun, crazy drunk stories from college, but that's it. And I look back and it's just so carefree. Now that you have a job and you don't get like summer breaks and it's so busy. I wish I could just go back to four years where I didn't have school. I mean, I didn't have work. And like, you kind of get to set your schedule up. Like you could have a Tuesday with no classes for like a whole semester. Like that's amazing. Or you could be done with class at like noon. Mm-hmm. Or I like miss that lifestyle a lot of being able to kind of be like touch and go and kind of be able to live freely. Yeah. yeah. Once you get a job, it's like hunker down and you hunker down for like 30 years. So <laughs> Isn't that so sad to think of it that way? Like you get out of high school, you get out of college, and then it's just like, like you said, with the societal pressure of, of doing like, of going to college, there's this societal like rule that just says, once you graduate college, you'll become a grunt like the rest of us and, and work every day for the rest of your life. And that's so sad. It is. It's so sad, but I feel like there's some like, what's it called? Like silver lining. Cause when you start working, you kind of form more mature relationships, which I think you kind of need at that point in your life. I feel like a lot of my friendships from college were pretty shallow. I like maybe had one or two like really close friends that I could totally rely on. And I still talk to them today, but most of them were like party friends or study friends or they all served a purpose friends. Yeah, they all had like a specific purpose and it wasn't much deeper than just college. You know, I feel like when you're in high school, you have like, I almost feel like when you're in high school, your relationships are so much deeper than they are when you go to college. And maybe that's just because you grow up with all those people. But I almost swear that like high school relationships are more serious than college relationships. Like in high school, like, sure, you're not talking about marriage, but I feel like you guys like are pretty tight knit. Like you meet their families, like your families very well know each other. The town knows that you're together. And then when you go to college and you're dating, it's like, I had a friend that had a boyfriend for a while and I didn't see him once. And I was her roommate. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Or you never, like you could be dating for a year and a half and you still haven't met each other's parents. And like, you still don't really even call your, each, like each other boyfriend and girlfriend. Like when you get to college, like people are in so many situationships. Mm-hmm doesn't happen in high school like i feel like in high school it's more meaningful it's like you're in a relationship or you're not in college it's like you're in a relationship you're not in a relationship you're friends with benefits you're in a situation ship you're in this and it's like oh my god like let's just make it even more confusing (laughs) exactly i I think you're right i feel like it's like to piggyback off of you everybody in high school no, no, no. Sorry. Everybody in college is in a different situation, but everybody in high school collectively is like, we go to school at 9 a.m., we get off of school at 3 p.m., we all go do things afterwards. In college, there's people that are this major, so they have to study so much more than this major, and then there's people that didn't go to college but went to trade school, but then there's people that didn't go to college at all. So like, right. once you leave high school, everybody is in a different schedule, whereas high school, things are probably more constructed like you go to school at this time you leave at this time and then the rest is on you that's why i feel like you're right where people are so much more close with their high school friends like when you ask people 
who are you more close with looking back? It's the people you grew up with and went to high school with than the people that you met in seventh period science class at, at Purdue. Like it's right. Like all the people that I thought I was real close with in college, with the exception of a few people, like are gone and I haven't spoken to them in two years. Like, right. and I don't even think about them until I see them on Twitter and I'm like, oh yeah, I wonder how George is doing. But otherwise, I'm like, don't even, don't even care. Yeah, college is such a like transitional like season that you know you're coming in, but you're going out. And like when you're in high school, Sure, you're thinking about college, but it's home. And so if you go to college, you still might go home on weekends or you still might go home after you graduate or something like it's always going to be your home. Uh, So I feel like those relationships do better. This is me talking a lot for someone that talks to one person from my hometown. And that's because I plan on never going back there. I mean, I go back to visit my grandma, but I never move back to the Midwest ever again. But yeah, I mean, you've moved everywhere, like all over the place, but I'm sure you had like a beginning somewhere and you're really tight with those people. But I think one time we chatted about this and you told me you almost had a group chat per location that you lived or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Well, it's funny because... I mean, I had maybe a few places that I was tighter knit with the people than others. I didn't have like a set origin. I mean, I was born in Illinois, obviously. We all knew that. But like in terms of having like a home base that I was like real close with, I think unfortunately, like I can only remember back. My memory is dog shit. So like I can only remember back to when I lived in Arizona And that was when I was in sixth and seventh grade. And even then, I vaguely remember some people like there was a time I had to go to Phoenix for Holder and I knew like one guy and I hit him up and luckily he met me for dinner and that was cool. But like when you when I was there, I thought I was so tight with so many people. But then like when you move people, people forget about you when you move. It's kind of rough, but it's, it's true. People forget about you. But yeah, I've been everywhere. And I mean, it is what it is, but you know, it, it led me to where I am now, I guess, which is good. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Every time you move, it just kind of closes a chapter and opens another. And it just takes a very particular like personality type to keep those relationships alive. Like I have a friend who talks to everyone, no matter where she has lived, she's still good friends with her people that she met in her internship in St. Louis and she's still friends with her friends from high school in New York and friends from college at Purdue. And she knows all these people. And I'm like, I think I talked to one person per time, like living period of my life. And that's more of them trying with me than it is me trying with them. I'm just so much more of a relationships in person type of person which I feel like that's bad because I don't want people from my past to think like I have bad blood with them and I don't want to talk to them anymore. I absolutely do. I still love like most of the people in my life and how, who I've met, but I'm such a more of living in the moment type of person. So if I want to see people face to face more often, those are going to be the relationships that I put more effort in. Yeah. 
of like, because I, I like haven't really talked to many people that I was friends with in Atlanta. Like you just mentioned that we haven't even chatted much. I haven't ch- chatted with my ex roommate, Christy, all that much. I've talked to like a couple friends from Holder that live in Atlanta, like more here recently. But realistically, I don't catch up with all of y'all that much because I just don't see you. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like an out of sight, out of mind situation. Like when you see me every day at the office, you're like, oh yeah, hey, like, because I'm there. But like in terms of, yeah, like us, like we're not in front of your face every single day. Right. So like you don't think about it, which I mean, it's, it's, that's not on you. That's just, uh, that's just how it is. So, so at what point did you, because obviously I said at the top, you've got a photography business going on. Clearly that's your, your hardcore passion. But at what point growing up high school, college, whatever, did you, did you say like, yeah, I'm going to go the engineer route. Yeah. I'm going to do the, the construction thing. I'm going to do the engineering thing. What, what, what pushed you in that direction? Yeah. So funny story starting when I was like young, like maybe first grade, kindergarten, second, I was winning art contests like crazy. Like I was a really good little artist and um, I drew all the time. And most of the times when I would draw for some reason, I would draw buildings, which was weird. And so weird mix up of loving structure, but also just being really artistic and creative. And I remember in, I think, middle school, I wanted to be an advertiser, like work on graphics and things like that, that could be like on billboards or on posters or on websites and things like that. I really like doing that kind of stuff. And I did some of that for my dad's friends and my dad's friends' businesses and things like that when I was really young. Um, And then I got into high school and that's like kind of when you have to start thinking of a career more seriously. and I knew I liked buildings. My mom was a real my mom was a real estate agent. My grandma taught real estate. My grandpa uh, worked for a really large rebar company. My uncle owns like a residential construction company in my hometown. So I've always been around buildings. And I used to walk around with my mom all the time um, when she would show houses for real estate. And I remember loving like walking through all the rooms and seeing how they organized it and stuff. And so I decided I wanted to be an architect, like an architect or an interior designer was what I really wanted to do. Um, So I started taking more like CAD classes um, throughout high school. And also when you go through high school, you have to take math classes and science classes. And I was really good at math and science. I really was, but I really enjoyed like the CAD classes and the design classes that I took. And when I was a senior, I started applying to colleges and a lot of the architectural schools that I wanted to apply to required an art portfolio. And I didn't have one because I didn't think about anything like that. Um, So I was like researching art portfolios, trying to put together one like really quick within the next like two or three months um, so that I could send them off to these colleges. And my grandpa, um, who worked for the rebar company, he was like, Kaylee, um, I don't want to break your heart, but if you take that route, there's a really good chance um, you won't get a job after college. Like you might not make a lot of money. You might have to work for a firm where it takes you a long time to like get up to the point where they're using any of your designs or all of this stuff. So he noticed that I was good at math and science. So he told me I should be an engineer. 
And so the closest thing to architecture is civil engineering. Um, and then when I got to Purdue, they introduced me to construction engineering. So I ended up doing construction engineering instead. Um, but yeah, so the big reason for the big switch was for more of job stability um, after college. And now I know some interior design friends that went to Purdue and they're all killing it. And I'm just like, why did I listen to my grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> I could have like done the interior design route. Um, but overall, like I'm very proud of myself for doing engineering because it teaches you different disciplines um, that I've never, I don't think I would have learned any way else just by doing something that I knew was going to take a lot harder. It would be a lot more for me to get to that B than it would be for my friend that was really naturally good at chemistry or physics or dynamics or anything like that. I was not good at any of those. And I had to work so hard just to earn the C's and B's that I did. And I think it just taught me that even though there's something that I don't want to do, if I really put my mind to it, I can absolutely get it done. And it was kind of what I needed because now that I've graduated, I'm not even 25 yet. And I own a house. I bought a car on my own. Like I have a dog and a cat. Uh, I have an LLC, like I filed for an LLC in the state of Alabama, and I've done all this before the age of 25, because I know that even though something might be challenging, I can still do it. Like, it's yeah. not possible. Gotcha. So, I don't know. We'll see. So, um, so, with that all being said, at what point, I know you've always enjoyed photography. You were all about photography when you were here. Like, I remember you saying like, Ooh, that'd be a good picture. Or I remember we going out and you would bring your camera with you. Mm-hmm. At what point did it become? At what point did it transition for you from being like, yeah, I'm going to bring my camera to like, I want to really do something with, with this camera. Like I really want to do something here. Yeah. So I have a really good friend here. Um, in Huntsville, her name's Elisa. And she kind of wanted to do some more stuff with like bringing up her social media game. Um, She started to do, I think it's like a, what is it? It's a media marketing company or something like that called Monet, which is like a hair care company. So she started to kind of go down that route to see what that could provide her. and she was doing really well. Like, honestly, she was killing it. And she could have gotten up to a pretty high level within that company. Um, but at some point, she realized, like, this wasn't really what she wanted to do anymore. And she kind of shredded it. But in those types of companies, it's a lot easier if you get more of, like, a social media following. So she wanted better quality photos for her social media. And she knew I had a camera and I had chatted about photos before. So we just started on weekends just going places and taking photos And within like a month or two, just looking at the very first photos I took of her compared to the last photos on that particular camera I had at the time, I was getting pretty good. Like I was progressively getting better. Um, And then editing um, on Lightroom, which is an Adobe platform, um, I loved it. Like I almost loved editing more than I did taking the photos. And whenever I'd show Elisa the photos, she'd be like, girl, you have an eye for this. Like, you know exactly what angle to do. Like, I could never take a photo like that. I just don't understand, like, how you just know, like, Mm -hmm. where to put position me and where to take the photo and the light. And I had always shot in manual, which is kind of more of, like, photography terms, but with really nice cameras, like DSLR cameras, 
there's auto settings, like they have like a portrait setting, a sports setting, um, where the camera determines all the, like the mixture of settings that's needed to take a photo of that type. And then there's manual, where you manually set all of those settings yourself. Um, and they always tell you to get out of manual, I mean, get out of uh, auto and get into manual so you can kind of create the picture yourself by choosing all your settings. And when I got my first DSLR, I just went straight into manual. Like I, ne I never even tried using the auto settings because I had heard that so much. Um, and so she just never understood like the setting. She never understood the lighting. And she goes, how, like, you never went to school for this. How do you know all of this? And I was like, I don't know. I read stuff online. Like I watch YouTube videos and it was really a lot of her that kept pushing me and said, Keely, you can do something with this. Like, this is kind of a, like a real thing. And so then I started advertising for it and asking more people if I could take pictures of them. And it just like progressively got better and better. Um, and then I started doing some workshops in January of 2021. And I think that's when it finally clicked for me. Okay. When I went to that workshop, I was still, I was just an amateur photographer. I just got my first, um, like more professional camera. I, I sold my other one that I had and, uh, I got there and all the girls at that workshop, most of them were like full-time photographers and stuff like that. And I saw a lot of the photos that they were taking and editing and posting online. And a lot of mine were very similar. And that's when I think it started clicking for me. And I was like, people actually make money from this and mm -hmm. travel doing this and can afford all these things doing this. And um, I, it just started to click for me. Like I could do something. I could do something very similar and it could just always just be a part-time job. It would be kind of cool if it eventually became a full-time job, but I don't have any pressure on my business right now for it to become that. Okay. I want it to naturally get there if it's what God has meant for me. Um, but if it's meant to just be something for me to just get some creative juices out and provide me some way to like rewind from work um, and meet new people and, things like that, then that's fine too. But I formed it into an LLC just because I was starting to take payment for it. Um, mm -hmm. And I didn't know at what point how much money, like right now I maybe bring in like four to $500 a month with it. If I ever got up to the point where I was bringing in like two grand, three grand, four grand, I think it's only smart of me to have formed an LLC to deposit that money into an account that's for that. So when it comes to tax season, it's a little bit, easier to explain where the money is coming from and then also contracts. So if I go into the wedding industry or editorial industry and stuff, it's best to have contracts for people to sign so they yeah. can't come back later and try to fight you or sue you or do something to you. So I just decided it would be best to go yeah. ahead and make it an LLC. There you go. Yeah. So uh, fast forward a little bit or maybe rewind because I don't know if you were doing this quite at the time that you were that when you first got to Huntsville, but you did a, uh, a small podcast with me called Binging Batch. Yeah. How about that? What what at any point I forget. I honestly forget. I think I might have just texted you and been like, hey, you like The Bachelor. Yeah. Was I it as simple as that? It's really it. And yeah, I was definitely living in Huntsville. I had already bought the house. I was yeah. already living Yeah, in you were the in the house, yeah. Um, and I think you just texted me out of the blue one day and asked if I watched The Bachelor. And I said, I do. And you said, do you want to talk about it on a podcast with me? And I said, yeah. And I think that was it. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's the origin story to binging batch right there yeah that's it so um with that said uh are you still bitten by that bug are you i know you wanted to do your own uh solo podcast at some point um at, at one point in your life but i know that part has moved on do, do you do you still have that itch in you or you have you moved on i still do look at this i'll pull this off my bookshelf really quick okay um, i bought this like a couple months ago Uh oh oh dude i have that same book it's down <laughs> podcasting for dummies i, I think one. so hold on i have this one and then i also have like a digital marketing marketing is this it right here podcasting for dummies oh, we're <laughs> how about that I got this, and then I got digital marketing for dummies, and so I'm I should probably get that one too. I'm reading through them, but they're so good. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm on. I'm clearly on your podcast right now. I'm going to be interviewed for another friend of my podcast. He wants to talk about photography, like getting into this, like uh, nitty gritty. Is that the correct term? Yeah. Whatever getting like really into the details for um, photography, like explaining settings and things like that. He wants to pick my brain on photography stuff. So I'm on his podcast next week. I'm like interested in having a podcast. Um, But the photography bug I think has bit me more. And Mm -hmm. I'm also really interested in doing like videography. Ooh, very tight. Photography, videography, maybe eventually it'll form into a podcast, but Right now, I just don't even know what I would talk about on the podcast or if it would be co-hosted or what it really would be. But I don't know. Maybe eventually. Maybe eventually. Um, you spend a lot of your time taking... Uh, and this is this is a fun question because I'm just genuinely interested. You spend a lot of time taking pictures of people that are in love. What's Kaylee McGinn's love life looking like at this point in time? You want to Okay, my love life is crazy. Really? It's kind of crazy. My <laughs> love story right now is a little bizarre. It's not, I pretend like it's the craziest thing in the world and it was fate, but I don't... It probably isn't that crazy. You can tell me after I tell you the story if you think it's crazy or not. So when I first moved... To, okay, first off, I'm in a relationship. Okay. I am very happy um, in my relationship, but uh, let's go down memory lane. So when I first moved to Huntsville, um, I was living with my friend Christy in Atlanta, yep. and I had come to Huntsville to tour some apartments, um, stay at a hotel, and I was bored when I was staying at the hotel, and it was probably about two or three weeks out from when I was actually moving to Huntsville but I got on all my dating apps and changed my location to living in Huntsville. Okay. Start matching with the people in Huntsville, see what's going on. And I remember going back to Christie's and sitting on the couch with her and saying, yeah, I've already switched my location to Huntsville. All these boys are not cute, like not cute at all. Like it's definitely um, quantity over quality when it comes to this place. Because it was just so many engineers, they were so nerdy. I was like, ah, this is gonna be very interesting. But I, I found a, I found a few good ones out of the bunch. So swipe, swipe, swipe. I found this guy, and I thought he was really cute. Um, so I matched with him on Hinge, and he matched back. And so we just started chatting it up, 
having a good time. And he asked me out on a date, like pretty soon in the conversation. I was like, heck yeah, but I didn't live in Huntsville. So I made him believe that I was actually in Atlanta visiting friends for the 4th of July because it was around the 4th of July week. So Uh I said, yeah, I'm in, I'm like in Atlanta for the week because of the 4th of July, blah, 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 blah. But I'll be back um, the weekend of the 12th, like 12th, 13th, 14th. Um, And he said, great. Do you want to go out and get sushi that Saturday? And I said, yeah, like, let's do it. And so he thought I had lived in Huntsville for like a couple months that (laughs) I was there. And so I moved in. I moved from Atlanta to Huntsville on the 12th of July and then went on my first date with this boy on the 13th of July. So I maybe had lived in Huntsville for like 30 hours. I had an air mattress on the floor of my apartment. I like, but I, whatever. So I went out on this date with this guy and it went great. Very sweet. Very nice. Um, had really good conversations. He was very smart and his name was Xavier and he was really sweet. Um, and from there, I went on like one or two more dates in Huntsville, but kind of said, eh, cause Xavier and I started hanging out, hanging out a lot, like two or three nights a week, we'd go get dinner, hang out, go for drives, whatever. It was really nice. He showed me a lot of Huntsville. Um, cause he had lived there the, his whole life. Like he, Grew up there, went to college there. He had now he had graduated and he worked there. Um, so yeah, it was just really nice hanging out with him. Um, and it was like on our fourth or fifth date, he said, "Yeah, I got a job interview." And I said, "Oh, nice. Where at?" And he goes, "In New York. I fly out there like next week for this job interview." And I said, "Crazy! Like, go for it. Tell me how it goes." And he goes and he gets the job in New York. And I was like, great. Like when do you move? And he said it was on a government contract. So he doesn't know. And I said, okay. And so we figured all that out in like August. He didn't move there until like late October, early November. Um, and I think during that period of time, I was like, I, I really like this man. Like I want to see myself falling in love with this man, stuff like that. And I think in his head, he was so much, I'm moving to New York, I'm moving to New York, I'm moving to New York, like I'm not coming back to Huntsville, kind of like how I treated my like hometown state, like I'm not coming back, like I'm going, I'm gone. Yeah. Um, And so when he moved to New York, we kind of tried the long distance thing, kind of, I would, I basically flew to New York like two or three times to see him. Um, But it started to kind of start clicking for me that he wasn't taking this as seriously as I was taking this Um, just by some questions I'd ask him the way he would answer it. It was just very clear that we weren't on the same page. So the last time that I went and saw him, I ended up like cutting things off completely and saying, I don't want to be I really don't want to be friends with you. I don't really want to talk to you like this isn't working and I can't be your friend like I just I'm so crazy about you. It's not going to work like that. And so I came back to Alabama and that was literally New Year's Eve. I was supposed to spend New Year's with him and New Year's Eve. I knew that it wasn't going to happen. And so I booked an emergency flight back to Huntsville and spent New Year's Eve in bed with my cat. Um, And he was very upset about it, but whatever. Um, I think it clicked for him because like three or four days later, he called me and said, Kaylee, I now see what you saw, um, and I want to make this work. What if I flew to Huntsville twice a month for the next five months, and then we can see where our relationship is? And I told him to fuck off. 
And that was that. Wow. Talk for like over a year. Um, and in that meantime, I met a guy in Huntsville. Um, I think what had happened was I still had a lot of the brain juices flowing of I want a serious relationship. My like personality type just really loves being in a relationship. Being single doesn't work well for me very long. Um, and I was like, I was ready like for a serious relationship. And so I met this guy in Huntsville that I thought was cute. And we kind of just jumped the gun too early. Um, and he moved in with me here in Huntsville. And like the longer he stayed here, it was just more apparent that he was not meant to be the person for me. He just wasn't on the same level as me. He had a lot of growing up still left to do, I think, in his life. And I didn't feel like I should be the person teaching him those things. He needed to go learn a lot of those things on his own. Um, and so I ended up breaking up with him at one point and packing his, having him pack his bags and move out. Um, and then I was single for a little bit. And then Xavier from New York called me and said, hey, um, would it be crazy if I moved back to Huntsville? And I said, no, um, but why? And there was a government contract in Huntsville that he wanted to take because it would um, kind of really help his career path. And he was in this mentorship program where the person that he wanted for his mentor mentorship was here in Huntsville. And it just made more sense, he thought, for him to come back. And I said, no, like you should do it. And he's like, great, cool. I'm going to do it then. I was like, okay, go do it. And then I think it was like a month after that conversation, he asked if he ever had a chance with me ever again. And I said, maybe, but we have to be like friends for like nine months. And he said, okay, fine. And then I think it was like a month or two after that conversation we were dating. Cause I'm not good at the going slow portion. That's kind of important to have <laughs> a friend. Um, but we do not live together. We do not plan on living together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never doing that ever again until I have a ring on my finger. So he has his own apartment on the other side of town. Um, but yeah. How about that? Yeah. So he moved to New York and then he came back. I joke all the time and tell him that he came back for me. Of course. Of course. He tells me absolutely not. And then he tells me all the time that I broke his heart and I broke up with him. And I said, no, you just didn't like me. So we have lots of funny banter but he's really sweet good for you good for you i remember you mentioning his name when, as soon as you said xavier i was like up oh, i remember hearing about this guy way back uh when you before you had even moved it was yeah it was in that little grace period before you moved so that's funny yeah but uh, it came down to be that way yeah, um been around for a while it's crazy, that crazy. because july will be two full years since i've known him but we've only been wow. dating for less than two months so Wow. That's crazy. It really it is, is crazy. Um, Kaylee, there comes a point. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. How did you your fiance, because you met her after I moved to Huntsville. I did. I moved, or sorry, I met Catherine on Hinge as well. Oh, we, we should like write into Hinge with all I, our success stories. There, I'm pretty sure their motto is like the app that's designed to be deleted or whatever. Yeah. Hinge does it right. If anyone is listening to this, ditch Tinder. Ditch that Bumble shit. Get Hinge, man. Hinge is the real deal. Only if you're, like, actually looking for a relationship, though. I don't think it's really great for kind of 
you know, get yeah, I, done, but I, I don't think so either. I think Hinge is probably the most mature of the dating apps. There's probably the, the, the scene on Hinge has better intentions than like people that are just like swiping infinitely right on Tinder trying to see like what they can get. Like it's, it's, uh, like, it's some boys be wilding out. Like I've seen it before where they're, <laughs> they're on Tinder. They're not even looking. They're just like, dun, 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 like this keeps on cl- going right, right, right. And I was like, bro, how, like, how do you know if you even like the person? Why are you swiping? And he said, I'll decide that later. with me and i was like okay total boy that's a total boy um yeah we met on hinge and um oh you know we have a kind of a funny story too kind of some somewhat similar not as extreme of of, of as much as time as you and xavier didn't talk but so do you remember when i went to salt lake city for holder i was there for like two and a half weeks Mm -hmm. it was when i was laser scanning the parking garage yep it was the most miserable experience of my life. I hated that trip so much because it was just, it was like negative 10 degrees. It was raining. It was not a fun time. Um, it wasn't that cold, but it was like 20 degrees outside. Um, negative 10 compared to Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. So we matched on Hinge the weekend before I went. And, or sorry, the week before I went. And I said, hey, Monday night, let's go out for a date. And I, and she was like, bet, let's go. And then it was like all of a sudden, like Friday afternoon when Alex Edgar was just like, hey, you got to go. This is an emergency. It's a really big deal. You got to go. And I was like, bet, okay. So I went and I was there for like two weeks. So we, me and her, we texted, we talked on the phone, uh, you know, here and there whenever I could, just because the time difference was so big. It was like two and a half hours or three hours time difference from Atlanta. So... um. So I would catch her for maybe like 30 minutes and we would talk on the phone. But then at one point, like we just kind of like, I think we both mutually called each other on the phone and was just like, Hey, uh, this isn't, this isn't going anywhere. I don't know when I'm going to get back to Atlanta. Do you want to just, and she was like, yeah, let's, let's just call it quits. It, it was fun talking to you, but uh, I, I don't see this going anywhere. And I was like, same here. I, I don't either. And uh, I get back from, this was in September of 20. Oh shit. 19, 18. I don't even know. No. Cause we it were, it would have been 19. Yeah. It was, it was 19. 19. It was 19. Um, so 19. So this was September, early September. So about November 1st or probably early November, I was just scrolling through my contacts, honestly, probably just doing the fuck boy thing that I used to do and just like text the girls on my phone that wanted to go out or just looking for someone that I think would maybe want to go out. And I came across her name and I was like, oh, my God, I hadn't thought about her since uh, since I was in Salt Lake City. And I texted her and I said, hey, I'm back in Atlanta. Things are OK. Um, I'd be willing to go out and give this a shot if you are. And she was like, same here. I'm in a much better place. Let's go out. And uh, the rest is history, really. Um, Where was your first date? Our first date was at Mellow Mushroom. Oh, good choice. I love Mellow First Mushroom. date was Mellow Mushroom. Second date was the movies. Um, Ooh. Okay, the movies is such a move for you because you're obsessed with movies. But for me, I feel like movies cannot be in your first five dates. I I get that a lot. It was it was very much so like she tech it was her idea. She it was when okay. the joke 
It was when uh, Joker came out, the Joker Joaquin Phoenix movie, and she uh, she hadn't seen it. I saw it when I was in Salt Lake because I was over there and I was a nerd and I was like, of course, on my off night, I'm going to go see Joker. Um, oh, my gosh. But, the fact that you definitely can watch movies twice kills me. I remember that one time I went and saw The Avengers with you. Yeah, yeah. And we were in the car heading to a job site. And I said, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it as long as Iron Man doesn't die. Like, I love Iron Man. And you're like, oh, Iron Man definitely doesn't die. They can't kill Iron Man. Like, <laughs> come on. He's a legend. And then we get there and he dies. And I just look at you. I'm like crying. I'm yeah, like, you're you look. <laughs> like, you tricked me. I did. I did. I bamboozled your ass. But, <laughs> yeah, you did. But, yeah. And I don't know. It was kind of rocky at the start. She'll, she'll, uh, I'll jump on that and own and admit that, that I honestly, as much as, so I texted her and I was just like, yeah, I'm ready to give this a shot. I wasn't ready to get into a serious relationship. She has very been very like serious relationship from the get go. I didn't treat her the best at the beginning. I kind of treated her like she was an option. Uh, my first couple months of seeing her, which wasn't the move. I hate, I hate thinking about that. And whenever she brings it up and she kind of uses it, not against me, but she'll like poke fun at it and she'll just be, you know, you didn't like me forever. And I'm like, stop yeah. saying that. It makes me feel so bad about myself now. Yeah, that's literally how Xavier and I are because yeah. he was treating me like an option because he was moving to New York and I was so like relationship ready. And so now he like looks back and I'm like, yeah, you didn't like me. And, and there was a time where I think it was around May of last year or maybe March of last year where we were like, Let's break up. Like, we're we're not gonna date. Uh, and then we broke up. We I don't know if we broke up. We just like stopped. We took the label boyfriend and girlfriend off of it. And we she went home that night, and I stayed at my apartment. And within fourteen hours or twelve hours, I called her and was like, "I have to see you. I can't take the label away. I'm so sorry. Aww. Let's get back together." And she was like, Duh, we weren't really broken up. We just lightened the deal because I really just wanted to be a fuck boy. I really did. I didn't want to be in a serious relationship, but it was at the very moment. It sounds so cheesy and fairy ish bullshit. At the very moment I thought I was going to lose her, I had to get her back. Right. No, that is so true. I mean, that's what happened to Xavier, too. As soon as I kind of laid it down and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. You're treating me like shit. He like slept for two nights and then called me and was like, I made a mistake. I want you back. Yep. <laughs> it's so yep. true. Like once you start to lose that grasp, it's like one of those things where you just don't know what you have until it's gone. Like that's so cliche to say, but it's so true. It is. So true. And I've always been right. That's how you know it's right. It is. It, and I've always been the single friend and people had always given me advice like, oh, you'll know when you know, you'll find the person. It'll come when you least expect it. And my whole life, I was like, that's such bullshit. But it's true. It, it really is true. It, it just happens when you least expect it. Now we're engaged, looking yeah. at venues, Love looking at things. It's, oh, it's, it's happening, man. <laughs> if you like absolutely true when i look back to when xavier and i cut it i was so sad like i was very sad for a couple of months and i remember telling people and i when i would tell them about it 
it wasn't like I was happy that I was single now. It was the conversation was just, it was the right thing to do. Like I wasn't treated with respect. I just needed to walk away kind of type of conversations. Um, And it wasn't ever like, Oh, now I'm back in the dating game or yeah, let's go out and party or like any, it wasn't like happy about it. I was really sad about it. And him calling me and asking if he could get, if he could come to Huntsville all those times and see if we could make it work. Me saying no was almost like kind of like me impulse saying it because I was still so upset about how I felt when I was in New York for the last time. Um, I'm proud of myself for saying no, because looking back, we just weren't ready for each other. There was a lot of stuff that I needed to go through. There was a lot of stuff that he really needed to go through before it would actually mesh the way that it could. Um, And then when I dated Nathan and I broke up with Nathan and kicked Nathan out, I was so happy. Like, I was so happy. I was hanging out with friends. I'd go out. Like, I was all about it. I had, I remember sitting at dinner one night with my friends about something. And one of my guy friends, like, a bunch of us were at dinner. And one of my guy best friends, his name is Lamar. He looked over at me at one point. He goes, it's good to have you back, is, like, all he said to me. Because for a while, I was really sad in that relationship. I was, like, really stuck and scared and concerned and I didn't know what to do. And I was acting in ways that I knew wasn't like me. And I was scared that that was about to be my forever. Like I had him move in with me. It's like next step is marriage. It has to be. Um, and I broke that taboo because I just like, I couldn't, my mental health was like deteriorating. Um, and so, yeah, afterwards I was like back to myself again. I was like super happy. And that's when I, cause up to that point, there was like a really short period where I just like kind of stopped taking pictures. Like I just didn't feel creative. I didn't really care to take care, like get into it. And then that photography workshop in Charlotte in January, I almost did not go because it was like a couple months, it was like a couple weeks after him and I had like split ways and yeah, I was energetic and happy again, but he was supposed to go with me to Charlotte. And so I didn't have anyone to go with me and drive all that distance. And I almost didn't. And then good old Lisa came back and was like, no nah, girl, you're going, get in the car. We're getting, we're getting over there to the East coast. And I did. And I'm so grateful, but yeah, I, when we broke up, I was so happy. And that's how, you know, it was not meant to be at all. I do not even miss him, like even a fraction. Um, so yeah. There you go. You look back on your old breakups and they were great for you. They were great for a reason. Yep. Yep. You're not wrong. Yep. So Kaylee, there comes a point in every podcast episode that I ask the same 10 questions to the guest. I do not prepare them for these questions. Uh, but they're speed questions. They're speed round, very first datey questions. I might even know some of the answers to these, but uh, are you ready for them? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Num- Number one, what was your very, very first job? My very first job that I got paid for and had a W, is it W2 or W9? W2. W2, W2 for was um, waitress. I was a waitress. Where? At a country club. In Indiana. I did not know that. Yep. Wow. How about that? Here's your food. I spilled water on a guy once. He was really nice about it, but. Oof. Yeah, I was a waitress. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, if you were an animal, what would you be? Um, Probably. Ooh, that's a hard one. Probably a bird. Really? 
Yeah, because then I could fly everywhere. That'd you be know? tight. Yes, that would be. That'd and be I tight. Could be high up and always be protected. I feel like that's the move. That is the move. It would be the only thing that could get you was another bird. That's right. Uh, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Man, I love concerts. I went to a um, a Wonder concert in Atlanta at the Tabernacle. Okay. And Khaki. That one, or I went and saw Zach Brown Band with One Republic at the Brave Stadium. And that's, that an a, really that's an interesting matchup. It was interesting. And all I have to say is, is that the Zach Brown Band is talented talented individuals like they blew my mind so probably one of those two i really love those two concerts a lot damn that's awesome um dinner with three people dead or alive who are they oh god i don't know names i'm bad at um <laughs> dead or alive wow three people that's a party it is a party it's a big old party um, probably my dad because I miss him. So we'll yeah. just tuck him away. That's an easy one. Um, two other ones. Um, there's this girl named um, Kylie. She's like a pretty famous like model photographer right now out of Utah, and she just seems like so much fun. So I would really like to meet her and like pick her brain for a little bit, and then. Who else? I feel like I need to pick like someone that's important. <laughs> you know, like George Washington or something. Um, yeah. Ooh, Michelle Obama. That's a good she, answer. Tight. That would be tight. Be so tight. Uh, do you understand the the three phrases stan, mute, and cancel? Stan, mute, and cancel? Yes. No. Okay. You've heard someone say, I stand this or I stand Doritos, meaning I love them and support them in every way, shape, or form. Yeah. To mute something is just like it sounds. You could take it or leave it. It's there, but you know, if, if it disappeared from your life all of a sudden, it it wouldn't be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And then cancel is just like it sounds also. Just get out of here, go away, good riddance, goodbye. So we're going to play a game of stand mute cancel. Okay. And uh, that game is queso, guac, and salsa. You have to stand oh, one, stand guac, mute one, stand and guac. cancel the other. Stand guac, mute, salsa, cancel, queso. Queso? Easy one. Okay. Bet. Very firm in your answer. Love it. Yeah. Lactose intolerant. Sometimes it's not. That's it true. And it doesn't work like- out. Queso can be pretty hit or miss, I feel like, sometimes, too, at restaurants. But I guess that's true for salsa. I always judge a restaurant on how good their guac is. If their guac is awful, then I'm like, uh-uh. No. We're going somewhere else. Okay. Big guac girl. Good guac. Big guac girl. Good guac girl. <laughs> good guac girl. Good answer. <laughs> um. What is one movie or TV show you wish you could go back and watch for the very first time? Game of Thrones. Easy answer. That TV show was so good. It's either that or like Schitt's Creek. Oh, that's a good one. 
Shit's Creek was so good. And whenever you rewatch it, it's just not as good as the first time you watched it. Yep. Yep. It isn't, which sucks. It's still really good, but God, the first time you watch it, it's amazing. It is amazing. It's remarkable. It's such a oh my god. Did you watch the like Netflix thing where they talked about the last episode? Oh my god, I was crying. Tears. Crying. Ugh. I love I love that daddy son duo. They killed that shit. Yes, they did. Absolutely. Yeah, they did. Um, we're gonna do another game of stand mute cancel. And this time it's for uh, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, and Cartoon Network. Ooh. Um, trying to remember what shows from, were from which. Um, <laughs> I really liked Wizards from Waverly Place. Okay, Disney Channel. Disney Channel. So we'll put that one as my stand. Um. I think I'm going to put Nickelodeon as my mute because I really love SpongeBob, but iCarly was pretty creepy. And then <laughs> for, I guess, Cartoon Network can go away. That kind of sucks. Powerpuff Girls were cool, but I guess yeah. not, not cool enough. Not cool enough. See ya. Not cooler than SpongeBob. Not cooler than SpongeBob. Not cooler than Waverly Place in Hannah Montana. Come on. Absolutely. Montana, you go mute Hannah Montana. No, Miley Cyrus is a legend. So true. Um, what's your greatest fear? Um, needles, anything like which is weird because I have two tattoos and I used to have like eight ear piercings. But if you come at me with a shot, like a vaccination, I might punch you, <laughs> or I might have a full mental. The last time I had to get a shot was last August. I had a full mental breakdown in the parking lot. Oh, my God. My ex-boyfriend had to drag me inside of the Walgreens and had to present them my identification because I couldn't breathe. Like, I had a mask on and my glasses. I couldn't see anything because it was fogged up and I couldn't <laughs> breathe because of my mask. It was bad. And then I started pacing the hallway, like the aisles, to try to calm myself. It was not good. And I've, I've never felt a shot. Ever. Every shot that I've ever gotten, I've never felt it. They always tell me it's done and I just never knew it happened. But for some reason, the concept of it just drives me crazy. And I just can't. I have a huge fear of shots. That's amazing. It's awful. Um, what is your chicken wing flavor? Um, buffalo or like a, I really love buffalo or like a honey barbecue if I'm not feeling the spice. Yep. Yeah, I feel you. And then lastly, if I snapped my fingers and me and you were transported to a specific time and place in history to observe some kind of event or something, where would we go? Hmm. I feel like that's a really good question. Anywhere in time, in any place. I feel like I'd want to go to Europe because the United States is overrated. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a cool history. Oh, when um, any time that France wins a World Cup in soccer. Okay. They go crazy. They go crazy. They're standing on cars. 
they have like drinks all over the there's like people all over the streets it's like a full-blown party for like an entire day out of nowhere like in impromptu huge party would love that would love to see that love to see that the people just being wild but so much love and care at all the same time not like a riot like they're not breaking things and catching it on fire they're just proud and happy that sounds tight yeah super tight uh kaylee thank you thank you for joining me on this uh on this well thursday evening uh for catching up yeah thanks for having me though yeah, it was a lot of fun. You're you've been on the list for a minute and I've just seen everything that you've been that you've been doing and I'm always been thinking, man, she's probably busy. She don't have time. Just text her and ask her. And sure enough, it was pretty quick. So thanks for taking the time and I'm super happy for you on all of the photography stuff and your success at Holder too. I'm super proud and excited to see where you go. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you're doing your passions and about to get married and just doing the damn thing just doing the damn thing now before before we go though i'll give this space for you to plug yourself if you'd like oh cool so my at on instagram which is where i post literally everything is kales tales so k-a-l-e-s t-a-l-e-s a lot of people want to think that it's kale stales but it's supposed to be the tales of Kales. So it's Kales Tales. So Kales Tales on Instagram. Um, but that's about all you can find me. I think eventually I might wander into the YouTube space, but that info will be definitely on my Instagram when I get there. So follow me there. There you go. Everybody, I'll put her Instagram in the link of the description so you can check it out. And uh, like I said at the top, follow me on Instagram as well. That's where you get all of the information about the episode uh that handle is exchange w logan exchange with logan see you guys next time bye bye see y'all